0: DJPK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing. Action Plumbing Heating and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801 833 3333. That's 801 833 3333. Time to welcome back Ken Pomeroy from kenpom.com to talk college basketball. Ken, good morning.
1: Good morning, fellas. It's been a while.
0: It has been a while, but College Hoops is back, sort of in a crazy way. Games being made up on the fly, teams flying all over the place, trying to find a game. People on Twitter asking for a game, and I'm curious uh, because going through college football here, PK is um, what do you what do you say, PK? You're zero percent interested in the Pac-12 race and the Pac-12 champ. you're you're maybe 10 or 20% of your normal interest in who the Big Ten champ is because the schedules are all over the place. Teams are playing different number of games. Teams are mixing and matching on short notice without real preparation. Teams are playing with guys missing, and I'm assuming all of this is going to happen in college basketball, too. So how hung up should we get on the races in the field of 68 and all that kind of stuff? How are you going to do this?
1: Yeah, yeah, well, I think you just or you get as hung up as you want to be. I mean, I, I feel like it's – I'm looking at it like it's a practice season. You know, the eligibility is frozen, so uh, everybody that wants to come back next year will probably be back. Uh, the schedule is obviously going to be disrupted. Already has been, so it's not going to look like a normal season. Uh, hopefully, things look a little rosier in a month or two or three, uh, and things look a little bit more normal. But it's pretty clear it's not going to be a normal season, and if you're expecting that, you'll be disappointed and you may lose interest, but uh, I'm just looking at it like, Hey, if we can get teams playing, you know, 20 games or so this year, that's a, a pretty good, that's a pretty good deal considering what the alternative is. And we don't really have, I don't, you know, we haven't had that situation like with football where, you know, some guys are out or some units are out or whatever. Like it seems like in basketball right now, the standard for the most part, there've been a couple exceptions, but for the most part, you know, somebody on the team tests positive, like the whole team shuts down. So, it's not like you know you're missing a key guy here and there for the most part.
2: Well, I'm reading my latest edition of Sports Illustrated, and there you are referred to as analytics guru Ken Palm. Yeah, and, uh, so I'm not I'm not going to call you anything but analytics guru. You're now AG today. Yeah, I like
0: it. <laughs> the AG.
1: <laughs> that's that's what's going on the business card from now on, PK. <laughs>
2: and. I'm I'm barely talking to you because you made fun of me on Twitter. Well, I yeah, I, did, I wasn't making
1: fun of you. I don't think you took that in the spirit it was intended. It was <laughs> you just you just misquoted my guy Ryan Leaf, so I had to stick up for him.
2: I was on the treadmill, and obviously BYU football is such a big hot topic. And I appreciate Ryan because he was willing to have an opinion. And I was listening to satellite radio, and I meant to say he qualified it and i said he qualified it which really when you think about it it's like equal and equality you know everything is e-bikes e- and all so it's kind of a new version of the word when when you think about it so it was at least ballpark but you made sure to point out one of my rare mistakes and you hurt me eg or with ag <laughs>
1: I didn't, I apologize if anyone was offended by, by my comments, but Damn. I like that word. It's a great word. And I, uh, i kind of just sticking up for my guy, Ryan leave. I don't know. Did you guys, did you guys watch the Broncos game yesterday? It's the total tangent, but, uh, obviously they didn't have a quarterback. And so, so at the end of the game, you know, they flash this graphic up and they're like, uh, you know, this is the first game since 1998 that a team threw more interceptions than completions. And, Obviously, the 1998 game was the Chargers and Adam Amin, Adam Amin of Fox doing the call. And he's like this super nice guy. Like he's, you know, he, on Twitter, he's just like, Mr. Nice Guy. And I was like, oh, he's not going to mention Ryan Leaf's name. He's not going to mention Ryan Lee's name. And sure enough, he's like, yeah, that was the, you know, Chargers actually had a real quarterback <laughs> with Ryan Leaf in that case. So this really isn't anything like that. I was like, poor That's Ryan Lee, man. Ryan. He just never, never catches the break. <laughs>
0: You're going to get me well, off on a Ryan Leaf tangent here, and I really don't want to do that. So I'm going to tangents.
2: I'm
0: going uh, <clears> to <throat> try and take the high road here. I am stunned at how soft people from Jersey are. PK, come on. What? But what that that got you going? Come on, you're from Jersey. You just shed that stuff. That's what you've told us. Just... I know, but that,
2: that had nothing to do with analytics. I mean, Ken Palm's (laughs) usefulness on planet Earth is for analytics. Numbers, And he has no right to speak up unless we're talking about analytics.
0: Stick to numbers. That's the point. Yeah. Stick to numbers, avoid letters. And yet here he is talking about letters and being right.
2: If I were him, I would have wanted to know, okay, when you're on the treadmill trying to type out a message on Twitter, what's the percentages that you're going to screw it up and miss a word? Because you're actually in movement as you're – Uh, tweeting something and so his usefulness he didn't even do it he just took a shot no i'm not gonna accept that he's better than that
1: i'm a little offended now because you know how many times on twitter (laughs) you know you get told to stick to sports and how annoying that is and now you're telling me not just to stick to sports but i have to stick to like numbers within sports
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's what you're known for. You're the analytics guru. I'm looking at Sports Illustrated here. You're not the social uh, justice warrior. It doesn't say that. It says analytics guru, Ken Bomeroy. I'm looking at her. I got it right in front of my face. I'm holding it up right now.
1: I'm English Jeez. language policeman as well. PK. OK, <laughs> police,
2: police officer, buddy. Be correct. All right, Of course. Jeez, man, what is wrong with you?
0: So it's not just stay in your lane there, Ken. This is basically Earl Anthony. You know? your, your lane is a bowling alley. <laughs> All right. So one thing about this football season is I can p- continue to live basketball. with the college football. No, I want to talk football. The college football, college basketball comparison. One thing with this football season is there are teams for whom this, if you ever had to do it, it came at the right time, right? Nobody wants to go through this we're all sick of going through this and we're all going to have to go through this for a little while longer but if there is a silver lining it's that it didn't happen to 2019 Utes when they were bringing back a bunch of guys who could have gone to the draft as juniors and they were set up for a big year as a senior and they got to have their big year and find out how good they were and they fell short in the Pac-12 title game This was always going to be a rebuilding year. In college basketball, are there any teams you can say that for? Or the nature of college basketball with one and duns? you can never really say that?
1: Uh, So I'm not sure I understand the question. You're talking about are there teams that are...
0: They were rebuilding anyway. They're pretty good teams, but you weren't expecting them to be big this year. Uh, Gonzaga looks like they're awesome, right? So this is a terrible year for them to maybe not get to test themselves, to end up playing, you know, like you said, you hope they play twenty games. They may end up playing thirteen. I mean, who knows? Who knows how this is going?
1: Yeah, you know, Gonzaga has its best team ever, basically. So they uh, they desperately want a season so badly that you know, in uh, they played in Florida this past week in a four team tournament, and uh, members of their team, at least members of their organization tested positive before they played Auburn and they still went ahead and somehow played the game. And I'm not exactly sure how they got away with that, but uh, that gives you some insight into the fact that things are maybe a little different in Basketball than than football, where uh, you know, obviously, it's a smaller unit. You'd think there'd be a little more care taken on this front, but um, but anyway, Gonzaga's out there playing anybody and everybody, and uh, this is a, a really special team for them. So it would be a shame for them if things got shut down because you know they do have guys who are probably headed to the NBA after this season. So it's not like they're going to get that do-over that they so uh, that they would would like in that case. Uh, here's the thing about Gonzaga. Uh, they have, like, if you just put together, like, the all WCC team, this is not how it's going to play out, but I really think they have the best player at every position in the, in the entire league. <laughs> like, that's how dominant they are. I don't know if I've ever, I cannot remember another case like that. There's usually some other guy in the league that jumps out, but they have, like, uh, yeah, you just put together, the, you know, the best, the all WCC team, and you have to put together an all Gonzaga team, and it's, it's obviously not how the writers are going to do it at the end of the year, but, but they would be justified in doing so.
2: Wow, I mean, that is intense to think that they're that good. And then when you say this is the best team that they've ever had, I mean, I'm not necessarily arguing with you. It just is so impressive. Explain to us some of the characters and the names of the guys as to uh, why you say that, identify them for our listeners.
1: Well, the guy who uh, most people probably haven't heard of is Jalen Suggs, who was a freshman point guard. Um 6'4 kid who uh, kind of uh, stole the show in this Florida event and, uh, you know, it was the real deal as a kind of a five star freshman. The, the hype, not that there was like necessarily a ton of hype with him, but um, what there was certainly, he certainly lived up to it. Uh, Andrew Nemhard is a transfer from Florida who was really just made eligible really the, the night or maybe even the day of their first game. And uh, I was a little bit earlier than that, maybe three or four days before the first game. But, uh, um, you know, transferring from Florida, he too, like he was a point guard at Florida. Like he probably would be the best point guard in the league if it wasn't for the fact that Jalen Suggs is going to take most of those minutes. But so they moved Nemhard to the two, so he's I think the, the most, the best shooting guard in the league. And and they they end up playing small now. Joel Ajayi, who uh, is six uh, five wing, will play the three. Another kind of NBA prospect may well get drafted. Uh, Corey Kispert, who's made All American teams this year, is. Uh, at the four, uh, played three really his first three years of college, but at the four now. And, uh, um, uh, you know, again, all America. So he's, you know, really one of the best in the country. And then their center is Drew Timmy, who's a, a sophomore who's kind of coming out of his shell uh, played behind some guys last year, but getting a lot more minutes this year. And just this kind of fluid five who can step out and, and make threes. And uh, basically I would take any one of those guys over anybody else in the, in the WCC at their position.
0: Who is the second best team in the West and how big is the gap?
1: Uh, that's a, a good question. The, um, you know, the Pac-12, once again, this year really doesn't have a team that uh, stands out in terms of being a, a Final Four contender. Uh, I think all, all eyes are, I guess, on Arizona State, who, uh, you know, got pretty fortunate in terms of draft decisions last year. Some guys uh, could have gone pro that – uh, elected not to um most famously uh, remy martin who uh you know their uh combo guard who uh you know people are pretty familiar with uh, during his three years uh in the pac 12 but uh but he's back um they also added a couple of really nice freshmen uh in uh, namely marcus bagley who was uh, the brother of uh, of marvin bagley and uh has kind of a similar game, a little bit smaller, but similar game. And then Josh Christopher, who's a 6'5 wing, who has been just fantastic for them in, in early play. So, uh, so, yeah, they're probably the second-best team in the West. And maybe, you know, when they get some continuity and, and the freshmen kind of get uh, integrated into the system, although they, they played really well, you know, to start, um, uh, you know, that's a team that could make some noise in the tournament and probably the team that uh, people are going to want to catch in the pac 12
2: yeah, you speak of the Pac-12 with all this one-and-done stuff. You know, they've got good players. They may not have the great teams. You, you just look at the draft. What was it uh, last week or the week before, whenever it was now? I think it was last week. Uh, they had, what, 10 guys go? And, you know, I don't know. Well, we, we didn't have a tournament, so we don't know who would have done what. But you look at it again this year, and that might be the same thing. You know, you got a kid that SC Mobley, he's expected to be a lottery pick. Uh, you've got uh, Zaire Williams, another freshman at Stanford, and uh, there's just two guys off the top of my head. You already mentioned Josh Christopher. Uh, the day he signed with the Devils, they were talking about him being a lottery pick, so he was most likely going to be a one and dunner. So they have these good players, but they don't necessarily have good teams that do a lot in the NCAA tournament. Is that a fair assessment?
1: Yeah, that is a fair assessment. It's, uh, you know, the one and done thing is tricky because sometimes you get guys who uh, come in and they're, you know, 19 years old and they're developing and they obviously have a lot of potential and you can see, the, you know, how their game translates to the next level and, um, and all that, but you don't get necessarily the instant production that right. you would expect. I mean, obviously that player two years down the road, if he stayed in college, would be, you know, maybe the best player in the game, but, uh, it just doesn't work that way. And so it's, uh, it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to kind of time that, you know, shock is smart at Texas is probably the, really the guy who suffers from this the most. I mean, he seems to bring in five-star big man every year and, you know, big men take a little bit longer to develop. And so you get them into the program and, you know, they're fine, but they're raw when they play. And then they obviously declare for the draft and get picked, you know, 14th or whatever. And, you know, end up making a lot of money and having a decent career at the next level, but they don't necessarily give you anything to to push you over the top in terms of your program.
0: Ken Pomeroy joining us, Ken com. How many NCAA tournament teams do you think are in the state of Utah?
1: Well, there could be, there could be two, uh, you know, certainly Utah, I, I, my system has high hopes for them. Uh, You know, bringing back, it's the same as Utah, is. you know, they obviously have not started their season yet, got shut down pretty much with uh, a few COVID cases. Uh, Even before that happened, they kind of opted out of the South Dakota tournament, uh, which uh, would have provided them with some interesting competition. But playing basketball in South Dakota at this time is, you know, was not... A great idea and I think they wisely pulled out but uh, it's a shame because they do kind of have that team you know in terms of bringing back a lot of guys from last year the type of team that you would expect to maybe thrive in a situation where practice is limited and they can just kind of roll the ball out and and, uh, play against teams you know like we saw I guess with Richmond against Kentucky yesterday where you know Richmond's a very experienced team they're playing a Kentucky team that's entirely new an entirely new roster and two months from now Richmond may not beat Kentucky but right now they can beat them easily and, and Utah's kind of in that position as well uh, so I do think, you know, they have a chance to get in, you know, certainly a higher uh, Pac-12 finish, you know, you know, fourth, fifth in the league is, is certainly doable. And if they do that, they probably make it into the tournament. And BYU is a little bit more of a mystery uh, just because they lose so much from last year. And, you know, the, the, the writers and the media and the people that follow the league are still pretty high on them, which is a great credit to Mark Pope. I mean, this is a team that, again, doesn't – bring back a lot of talent from last year, and they're going to rely on some guys to play bigger roles that aren't used to playing bigger roles. Um, so we'll see how that turns out. I'm probably a little more skeptical than most about them, but, uh, you know, they're off to a, a good start early, even though they really haven't faced any, any competition worthy of uh, getting excited about.
0: Well, Ken, we appreciate a few minutes. You are the guru. A.G. 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 <laughs>
1: Thanks, fellas. Don't, don't <laughs> e <e-qualify> me.
0: <laughs> you need to stick to numerical sports.
2: You are e-qualified as a success no matter what you do. <laughs> All right, PK, I appreciate that.
0: Once the NCAA Selection Committee starts using your numbers, you know you've hit the big time, Ken. Oh,
2: that, And that's been a while. Huh? I know,
0: I know. That's when he hit the big time. It yeah. has been a while. You've been big time for a while.
2: I play that card all the
1: time, guys, when I get pulled over by the cops. (laughs) Come
0: on now. You know who I am? (laughs) You know who I am. (laughs) All right, Ken, we appreciate the time. We'll check in with you again uh, later in the season.
1: All right. Sounds good, guys. Appreciate it.